Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in, Wendy's Big Show, served up hot and fresh. It's Long not the Wendy's again, Big man. Show. What show am I on? What show I think we're this? doing Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. At least I didn't say Sparky's Final Inspection, presented to you by Great Lakes Dragway. Could have said that. That's old school, too. Uh, or could have said uh, Spare Time Bowling Show, presented to you by Castle Lanes and Racine. That's another show I used to do. Boy, all the shows I could sit here and go over. But anyways, Sparky's Midday Madness, yes, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. And uh, speaking of uh, the Milwaukee Admirals. Want to get this out there uh, as well. Uh, the Milwaukee Admirals annual garage sale will take place uh, coming up on Tuesday, June 28th and Wednesday, June 29th. Love a good garage at, sale. At uh, Panther Arena. It's a garage sale, but it's in an arena. But either way, Tuesday, June 28th, Wednesday, June 29th. Garage sale will feature game-worn jerseys, new and game-used sticks, and other game-used equipment, all priced significantly below retail value. In addition, Admiral's merchandise will be available at a discounted rate. So mark your calendars now. You, can, you all have calendars on your phones. So go on there, set yourself a reminder. Sale runs Tuesday the 28th from 4 to 8 p.m. only for full and half-season ticket members. Build your own plan holders of a 20-pack or more who are on the Admiral's 365 plan or paid in full. Then on Wednesday, the sale is open to the general public. From 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. So for those of you that are not season ticket holders, Wednesday, June 29th will be your day from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Again, at Panther Arena. And again, all first come, first serve type stuff. You ever get a really good find at a garage sale, Sparky? I do not do garage sales usually. No. I went to a friend's rummage sale uh, over the weekend um, because they have a daughter. And I will be needing, or we will be needing, uh, girl clothes, uh, obviously. So we went to that and uh, walked away with a bag full of clothes, which was great. Uh, And then we are going to give them, because they have a baby boy right now, we're going to give them a lot of Jackson's old baby boy clothes, because we don't need those anymore. So it's kind of like a a swap of clothes. But uh, going around to garage and rummage sales and doing that, uh, no. No, don't do that. No. Historically in lacrosse, where I was from before I came over here, there was this guy who lived on the corner of State and uh, Lacrosse Streets. Uh, no, State and West Ave. And he had this really old house, and every day it was nice out. 
he would always put out these old beer signs that he would have in his basement and he'd just sell them for dirt cheap to college kids to hang in their dorms or their apartments for decorations. And I remember one time, my sophomore year, he had a life-size cutout of Shaft oh, with wow. a Colt 45 in each hand and a woman on each side of him. It was this giant thing, and my roommate at the time was really wanting it, but that was the one thing he had priced a little too high. It was about $100 he wanted for this cutout. That was a little too high but for our college budget. you can always negotiate that. You, I, you can, but I suck at haggling. I suck You're not at good haggling. at it? No. No, I'm not. Christmas trees, I can do okay with, but everything else, I just I can't do it well. Hmm. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so the garage sale coming up again for the Admirals, uh, June 28th and June 29th, Milwaukee Panther Arena. So Gary had uh, sent uh, me a tweet or earlier today, a video of uh, Clay Travis, and I had saw the video the other day, didn't pitch it as a topic for the big show yesterday. Um, we didn't really bring it up as a topic today. Um, I've been kind of going back and forth with myself internally, whether or not I really wanted to do this topic um, and go with it or not. Uh, AR said I should, uh, so we're going to do it. So for those of you that don't know who Clay Travis is, he's a guy that uh, founded OutKick. And OutKick is a uh, website, uh, radio-type network-type stuff that they've got going on. Um, and he's kind of the guy that finds, like, if you go on Wikipedia, it's kind of funny. It says, uh, Richard Clay Travis is an American writer, lawyer, radio host, television analyst, and conspiracy theorist. Uh, as a sports journalist, Travis founded Outlook. Okay, or OutKick. Now, um, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a fan of this dude, one way or the other. Uh, but uh, I watched this video that he put out, and it's like 10, 12 minutes long. I watched the whole thing. Uh, the other night I was, I think I was lying in bed watching it the other night because he was, and this is what we're going to talk about. He was mad about something that happened at his kid's youth baseball game. I, I'd play some of this, but there's swearing and stuff. And I don't, I don't want to go through the whole process of trying to bleep everything out or whatever. So I'm just going to tell you what it is. And if you want to see for yourself, just type in Clay Travis to Google and all the stories will come up about the story I'm about to tell you. It's also it's, our quote tweet. Um, yes, the, the video is if you want to go watch it. But there's the actual stories all over the place and on, on, on what he said. So anyways, so he's at this kid's, his kid's game. His son's like 11 years old, I guess. And it's a tournament of some sort. So it's some type of tournament. So they're, you know, they're, they're pretty good baseball players. If you're in travel ball or whatever, normally... Not all times. Normally, you're you're pretty decent. Okay. So he's at the kids' tournament. The umpire, before the game starts, um, or when the game starts, does a half inning and then decides he has to go to the bathroom. So he goes to the bathroom. And they pause it. And they wait. And according to Travis, it took him like 10 minutes or whatever. So... And apparently he wasn't happy about that. Why couldn't he have went before the game started? I don't see why he has to wait till after a half inning. Fine. So now the game starts. And the game gets going. And there's a runner on second, I guess, or something like that. Uh, and it's like a one-run game. And the, his kid is up to bat. The runner um, takes off from second to third on a steal attempt. The catcher of the other team... Gets the ball, gets up, throws to third. Uh, the runner is safe. Uh, all good. 
where this went wrong, according to Clay Travis about kick, was the umpire called his son out for batter interference because he was a right-handed batter standing in the batter's box. And apparently the home plate umpire must have felt like he was in the way of the catcher trying to make the throw, meaning you should you know, squat to your knees or duck out of the way if that catcher is going to make that throw. My guess is he just stood there and made the catcher kind of walk around him or get around him in order to make the throw. Obviously, there's no video of what happened, uh, or at least not yet that I've seen. So uh, he was mad. So Clay Travis, apparently, according to him, drops an F-bomb about what the bleep uh, was that as far as that call. Uh, and the umpire turned around and, according to, again, Clay Travis, uh, said uh, that he was out of there, kicked him out, and then knew who Clay Travis was and says, I don't care if you're on the radio or if, if you're on the radio or not, um, you know, I can still kick you out and whatever, kicked him out. So then the head umpire, whatever, walks over to Clay Travis, says, you don't got to leave. Just, just go stand over there away from the field and you can watch your kid from over there. So then he goes, stands over on the other side uh, of the field or whatever, down one of the baselines in the outfield, watch the rest of the game. Then Clay Travis starts uh, complaining uh, about the other team who his kid was playing. Again, these are 11-year-olds. And says that a couple of the kids were called out by the home plate umpire for throwing their bats and not just dropping their bats gently and running down the baseline. And he thought that was ridiculous. He also thought it was ridiculous that one of the players... Uh, was told that he had to take his chain off wearing a cross when he was playing. He didn't understand that either. So the reason that AR wanted me to do this was because obviously I've been following youth baseball for a while. Tim Allen's son, Ty, I watched him play travel ball all the way up and through. Um, so I've been around it a while, and now I've got our own kids in travel ball. First of all, the jewelry thing, nine out of ten times – the umpire will probably make you take the jewelry off. In high school, you're not wearing jewelry with most high school coaches. That's not going to be allowed. You're going to have to take the jewelry off. You're not wearing a chain or whatever else. If my freshman wears a, a chain, he can't wear it in games. got to take it off. That's, that's the deal. So having them take off a chain, who cares? The throwing the bad thing to the side, um, I've seen that for years. They don't want you throwing big bat flips or throwing the bat towards the dugout or anything like that. Because they don't want somebody getting hurt in the on-deck circle or whatever the case may be. So they tell you, don't do it. And normally, now I don't know if they this guy, the umpire that he's talking about, gave a warning or not. But normally, they'll give you a warning. They'll tell the coach, hey man, tell your kids, don't be throwing that bat. If you do, I'm calling them out. They'll normally give you a warning. So again, he's mad about that. I don't have a problem with that either. My problem in all of this is is he went on then to start talking about, I don't, he, Clay Travis, doesn't think he was in the wrong for saying what he said and doing what he did and doing this whole monologue on, on his program and doing this video because he says if they get paid, they should do a good job just like anybody else that gets paid. And if they're getting paid, I have every right to do what I want pretty much and say what I want if they're getting paid. Like an MLB umpire or an NFL ref or whoever the case may be. If you're getting paid, you sh- you know you should be good. Guys like him are the reason why you can't find umpires right now. Guys like this dude right here. 
You go look at that quote tweet that we had and go look at some of the people that responded. A lot of people are just appalled by A, the behavior that he did, because again, I've seen the behavior, seen it. I was last year at a youth baseball tournament. I watched, we weren't even in the game. We were on another diamond and I heard the craziness going on over at the other ballpark, over at the other diamond. So I walked over and there's a home plate umpire and a parent going back and forth. And they, the team was from, I want to say the team was from Illinois and they're going back and forth. So he kicks the one dude out. Dude's not leaving. So I'll see you in the parking lot. And they're going back and forth. And then another parent on the same team, he starts yelling at the umpire. And the umpire's yelling at him. Had to get everybody involved in order to get this dude, these two parents, out of there into the parking lot. And then had to make sure you could get the umpire back to his car. That should not happen. Should not happen. It should not happen. I go to games, and I'm not saying you have to be me. You do whatever you want to do. All I'm saying is from my perspective. And I tell everybody around me the same thing. Listen, the umpires in Major League Baseball miss right calls all the time. All the time. They're talking about going to a robotic umpire because they can't get strikes right. High school, college, get them wrong. Youth level, even worse. They're going to miss calls. They're going to make they're going to make uh, bad calls. I was already at a game once this year where an umpire clearly didn't know a rule on a on a on a box situation, got the complete rule completely wrong, but you got to play with whatever he decided the rule was going to be. And you move on. That's it. No big deal. But to start yelling and screaming and carrying on at some umpire because your kid got called out on a call that you didn't think was right is moronic. And that's why you struggle to find anybody to go do that. Whether it's 50 bucks a game or 25 bucks a game or whatever these guys are getting paid to do youth baseball, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to go get yelled at from some parent who thinks his kid is going to go to Major League Baseball and now isn't because he got thrown out in a batter interference call. Nobody cares about your kid getting thrown out in a batter interference call at 11. Nobody cares about it in high school, college, doesn't matter. That will not affect his scholarship money. That will not affect anything. But some of these parents are out of control, like that dude, Clay Travis. That is a problem. So my question to you is this. You know where I stand. I I want to know from you. How do you, as a parent or whatever the case may be, those of you that have kids in youth sports, or maybe you did back in the day, how do you view umpires when you go to youth baseball game? I go in just expecting it to probably not be all that good. No. That there's not going to be great calls. No, that they're not going to probably call a bunch of balls and strikes maybe correctly one way or the other. Also understanding what they're getting paid and very thankful that they're there. Because if they're not there, there are no sports. Simple. There are no sports. Can't find referees for a basketball game. How are you going to play? If I can't find umpires for a baseball game, there's no baseball game. So you just have to be appreciative and happy that somebody is willing to do it. It's not like they're making $100,000 a year umpiring youth baseball games for 11-year-olds. Like, that's not what's happening here. So when you go to a game and you approach it and your kids or whatever else, how do you approach it? Do you approach it like Clay Travis who says, hey, man, they're getting paid. I'm going to be on them just like I would anybody else. 
Or do you go in with a different attitude? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Got the garage sale coming up at the end of June. More details. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. We'll be at Milwaukee Panther Arena. Great discounted deals. Use jersey, use sticks, the whole deal. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for details on all of that. We're broadcasting live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. A.R. Adam Roberts, executive producer, other side of the glass. Talking about Clay Travis and this video that he put out. If you want to see the video in its entirety, uh, Adam quote tweeted it uh, from the 1250 AM, the fan account. You can watch the whole thing there and take away from it what you want. But at the end of the day, uh, he was mad. His kid got thrown out on battery interference on a throw to third on a steal attempt. The kid was safe for his team, but the umpire... Uh, ruled him out for battery interference. He was not happy that two kids on the other team were called out for throwing their bats too hard. He wasn't happy about a kid being asked to take his chain off with a cross on it. Uh, He wasn't happy the guy went to the bathroom after the first half inning. He was just mad at the world was Clay Travis. Uh, And at the end of this thing, he starts talking about, hey, look, man, if they get paid, I'm going to judge them just like I would anybody else that's getting paid to do their job. I expect him to do it really well. Like an MLB empire or whoever. I I don't. I just, I I don't, I can't comprehend that. I I just don't. I mean, the man watches sports for a living. I I don't, I don't get how you can go in with the same expectation level for a guy that's calling your 11 year old baseball game. I don't understand. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Mike in Muskego, you're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Not much, Sparky. Um, yeah, it's youth sports. I mean, there's so much tension and chaos in the world these days. It's like it, it's nice just to sit back and relax at these youth games and just watch these kids play baseball. Don't need to add in the tension with the umpires or, you know, get into arguments with them or even the other coaches. Um, it's just I've heard too many stories with basketball, baseball. I mean, you see too many videos online nowadays, and it's just it, it, it's, it's, it's really sad. It really is. So I, I don't think they should be saying anything. If anything, the coach can go online and do a review of the umpire. Um, I know that's how it's set up in our league. But, yeah, it, 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 that's kind of my piece nowadays is just watching these kids play sports, you know. So You know, and that's um, the thing too, right? So, like, if your kid plays sports and then your kid is the, the batter or whatever the case may be and the game gets done, uh, and, you know, he's all fired up or she's all fired up if it's softball or whatever sport it is about the fact that, you know, the strike zone was horrible. The ball was in the other batter's box and they called it a strike. And, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. That whole thing. I mean, I, I always say the same thing. Like, listen here. If you're up there batting and if it's close in a big situation, you got to go get it. Like, you can't act like... You know, you're going to sit there and take ball four and then be surprised when they call something that may not be the right call. You can't go in expecting every call is going to be perfect. I totally agree, Sparky. I know uh, that's what we're teaching our 11-year-olds is that if you got two strikes on you, you got to protect. And if it's close enough for the umpire to call it, then you should have swung. And, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, there's umpires that will call high strike zones, low strike zones, as long as it's both ways. And consistent. Um, that's, I think, the biggest thing is with the coaches. Correct. So, Yes, exactly. Thanks for the call. I literally had the same conversation with, my, with the kid before the other, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago. He was complaining about this the one umpire was making a call one way uh, in the strike zone. I said, okay, 
Well, if you know that's how it's happening and you're four or five innings in, then everybody in your dugout should be aware that he's going to call that pitch a strike. Regardless if you all agree with that pitch or not being a strike, y'all need to swing at it if that's what he's going to call. Otherwise, you're going to go down looking at strikes on balls none of you think is a strike. Like You either adjust or you don't. Now, the one thing that does happen is, you know, you make that bad call and you're going to have parents like, oh, right? You're going to have that. That I don't mind. Like, if you want to go, oh, and you know, whatever, fine. But I cannot stand dudes like this guy, Clay Travis, F-bombing an umpire and getting it all up in their face and screaming and yelling at them. That's ridiculous. Like, that that should just not happen. They don't, they don't make enough money to take that type of abuse on a day-to-day basis. And again, if they're not there, your kid doesn't have a game. They don't. Because I guarantee you money, Clay Travis ain't putting on an umpire outfit and going out there and umpiring all these games in the heat in the middle of summer when he could be doing something else. No chance that dude is umpiring. None. John in Greendale, you're next. That's Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, John? Yeah, this this Clay Travis, man. It, it, I could see banning him from being there to watch his kid if you know, it's just ridiculous. If you ever tried umpiring them yourself, I, I, when I was a teenager, I'd go and, or a young man, I'd go and umpire games for kids, you know, um, high school and then in their teens and all that. And I never got paid for it. And, you know, sure, I made mistakes, but if I didn't do it, nobody was going to do it. They all look, everybody looks around at each other like, well, I ain't going out there, you know? And then all I wanted to suffer as a kid, and then he hears his dad yelling like this, and what kind of kid is he going to grow up to be? Spoiled. Right. And, and you know, it's the parents' fault. You know, my dad, when I was playing baseball or sports, you know, I, sure, maybe I got a strike or something I didn't think it was, but, hey, I don't know as much as – I am was an 11-year-old kid. How does he really know the strike zone, you know, unless it's – in the dirt or bouncing up to the plate. See, and that's exactly it. Like you have in like these little leagues now, you know, you'll have your, you know, nine and 10 year olds and the umpire will be like 16 and yeah, they'll be the ones calling the game. And that's what I did when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't get back in the day. I didn't get paid for it, but if I, I kind of volunteered for it, but if I didn't do it, who would? Exactly. Right. Well, Yep. And they, they just ask us, you want to help out? And I say, okay, sure, well, I ain't got nothing else to do. Why not? Right. Yeah, John, appreciate it. Thanks for the call. That, that's just it, man. Like, I don't it, – it, it's easy to sit there and go crazy about bad calls or whatever else. But just understand where you are, first of all. Just understand where you are. You are not at American Family Field. You are not at Lambeau. You are not at Pfizer Forum. You're not even at Camp Randall. Like, those people make good amounts of money. I still don't think they necessarily deserve to be yelled at. But either way, at least they're making a bunch of money and are choosing to do that for a living or whatever the case may be. So they know kind of what they're getting themselves into. Not that they deserve half the crap they get, but they made that choice. These people here aren't making hardly any money doing this. They're volunteering. They all have regular jobs, or some of them are retired. And they just do this just because they want to be around the game on the weekends or whatever else. God bless them. And then they got to listen to your crap. It's just, again, furthermore, the other issue that, that you also have is 
Then you've got the kids that want to pipe up and yell back and everything else. So not only do the umpires have to deal with you, but then more than likely they got to deal with kids that are mad at them that don't understand what's going on. And again, the kid may be right. You may be right. It doesn't matter if you're right or not. That's not what this is. It's not what it is. If there's a college coach there watching, right, and it's a high school game or whatever else, and an umpire makes a bad call, do you know what the college coach is going to look at? He's not going to blame the player for swinging at a ball that was way outside or whatever the case may be. He's going to look at your kid and go, how does he react? Or how does she react? That's going to be, that's what they're going to be judging on. You're going to throw the badge, you start screaming and yelling at the umpire. How do they react? That's what they're looking for. They're not going to be judging him on not swinging at a strike three that was off the plate of the ump if the college coach clearly sees it. No. They're judging your kid's character. And part of what goes with character is how your kid responds in adversity or difficult situations. That's one of them. The temper tantrum kids, good luck. Good luck to you. A lot of coaches just walk away. No matter how good you may be, they don't want to deal with it. Walk away. Charles in West Bend, you're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Charles? Hey, Sparkman. Hey, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, these, these umpires are out there for the love of the game, the love of the children, and the money that they make doesn't even pay for their gas to get to the ballpark these days. You know? Right. They have to buy their, they have to buy their own personal protection, you know, and um, they're just out there for the love. The, the only thing I, I expect of the umpires, though, is that they don't show up drunk. Because we we've had that numerous times, and it's just a joke. So that that's my expectation. I mean, they're human beings; they're gonna make mistakes. We all do. I mean, we just live with it. I mean, I got I got a kid that's gonna play for Platteville next year. Um, so I've been through the whole you know you know ring of you know you whatever. I got a U nine you know child right now, and it's just what you do. You know if. If he makes a bad call, which is hard to see anyway, because it, you know in little league when you're sitting in the stands, you don't have a great view. You know, you it's it's even hard for a parent to you know judge a ball and a strike. But you know, you know I just say hey, you know if it was a you know opposing batter and you know I thought it was a strike and the umpire called it a ball, you just say hey, good pitch, good pitch. You know, and you leave it at that. Yeah, and you just move on. Thanks for the call. And that, to, uh, again, is one of those deals where if somebody's going to yell at the umpire or get all worked up, let your coach do it, right? Let your coach be the guy that or the girl, whoever is coaching your kid's team, let them be the one to deal with the umpire. Not you. If you go around, when you're going from uh, Little League Baseball, right, and then you go to these travel programs, right? Whether it be PTA, GRB, hitters, sticks, whoever it may be. Do you want the first thing they're going to tell you? You? Shh. We don't want to hear from you in the stands. Like, we'll deal with them, with the umpire and your kids. You hush it. You just stay back there, cheer for your kids. That's it. Don't want to hear you trying to tell your kid what to do or nothing like that. You just sit over there, be a fan, and we'll deal with the umpires. We'll deal with the kids. You stay out of it. That's what they tell you right away. 
because they don't want all the drama that goes with it. And then you still get knuckleheads like I dealt with, saw last year, and then this knucklehead, Clay Travis, doing the same thing. His kid was 11, and he got kicked out of his kid's game because he was mad his kid got called for batter interference on a throw to third base. Just ridiculous. Mike the Painter, you are next uh, here on 1250 AM The Fan. What's up? You know, and with these little leaguers, you know, it's all teaching for them, and you got to set better examples as parents, you know, and even just going out and having a good time with them. But you got to remember, the professionals, they get to go through dugouts and that, and these volunteers and that, they have to go through the crowds, you know, so it could get dangerous for them too. With like that. Yeah, you got to get a poli- sometimes about. you got to get a police escort out if you yeah, don't trust the parent. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and, and that could be dangerous, you know, but it's a teaching thing for the kids. It should be fun for them. Let the coaches teach and let the home show. Yeah, no question. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And, that, and that's, that's just the thing. I, I just, like, I think some of this is parents wanting to live through their kids. I think that's really some of it. Like maybe Clay Travis wasn't very good as a kid, or maybe Clay Travis, uh, you know, wants his kid to be a champion and not lose a game or whatever. I'm not even quite sure what goes through your head when you start f bombing and, and going off or whatever the case may be on an umpire. I I just I don't understand. I'll never understand. Um, so hopefully, maybe somebody listening does this and now we'll stop doing it to umpires that would be great if that was something that came out of all of this but please don't do it i beg you and again i don't know any umpires or anything like that but i've been to enough games over the course of time watching tim's son play and watching our kids play that it's just absolutely ridiculous like i said i don't care if you go oh on a bad call or whatever fine i don't care if you're in the stands having a conversation about i think you got that rule wrong or whatever fine but don't be yelling at the umpire and screaming and yelling about a call uh, or you think he's a bomb or learn the strike zone or learn the rules to the game. You're an idiot. None of that. He didn't sign up for any of that. Again, remember, if he's not there, there's no game. Unless you want to umpire yourself and you want to sign up to take the abuse from people like you, zip it. Plain and simple. Tony Gwen Jr., former Brewers outfielder, now does Padres radio. We'll hear from him next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. And don't forget about our friends over at Robert's Specialty Mates. A big baseball weekend is on tap. If you're looking to tailgate at the ballpark, just fire up the patio grill while watching from home. The food you're serving up is a guaranteed winner when you shop from our favorite butcher, Robert's Specialty Meats. I got to go out there and get some burgers myself. Paul Roberts has plenty of options, starting with their legendary ribs on a stick. Boneless pork ribs marinated in a thick and sweet barbecue sauce and ready in just minutes. Or try their equally tasted, tasty marinated chicken skewers in barbecue garlic parmesan, Dort County cherry, or chili lime varieties. Nothing beats the original burgers from an old-time butcher shop, and Roberts has the goods from traditional to custom like their smokehouse burger, plus over 30 varieties of original sausages and brats from mild to spicy call roberts today at 262-549-MEAT 262-549-MEAT for the best selection or check them out online at robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com for money-saving coupons for the best in meats there is only one place to go robert specialty meats your hometown butcher sorry's midday madness Presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM. The fan got the garage sale coming up. 
June 28th and 29th at Panther Arena. More details on all the different used sticks and jerseys and discounted merchandise you'll be able to get. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for that. Tony Gwen Jr., Odyssey MLB insider, Padres radio analyst, former Brewers outfielder, joined us uh, earlier uh, today on the Wendy's Big Show and started off talking to Tony Gwen Jr. about a piece in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel about when the Brewers knew they had a future star uh, in a Prince fielder, and obviously Tony Gwen Jr. played with Prince uh, down in the minors, so we asked him that question to lead off. When did you know that Prince, you know, potentially was going to be a star? Probably about a, uh, a week into my first uh, first season as as a professional. I got there in july shortly after the draft uh i got to beloit wisconsin he had already you know been going for a half a season at that point and it took about a week to 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 realize he was he was extremely special in terms of not only his power but just his ability to be able to hit like forget the power he could prince could hit and he was a good athlete so it, it took it didn't take very long for me to figure it out it's funny you bring up Beloit. I used to go to the Beloit Snapper drives. I'd make the drive from Milwaukee uh, to go watch you guys play. Uh, and I remember going to games and seeing Cecil uh, behind home plate. And literally, guys would bring like their little league teams to the games in uniform. <laughs> They'd line them up to Cecil, and he'd sign until, yeah. th- until one moment, Tony. And it happened every game I was at. He'd hold up his hand. Hold on, stop. He'd go get his couple of hot dogs. He'd eat his hot dogs. And then when he was done eating his hot dogs, he'd be like, okay, come on. I'll keep signing him. I'm going to eat my hot dogs in peace, and then I'll sign your autographs again. <laughs> how, how much interaction was there between Cecil and, and the rest of the team back in the day, back in Beloit? I know they had their whole deal later on, but back then it seemed okay. By, by the time I got there, I didn't get a chance to see Cecil. Really? The, next, the, the, the first time I got to see Cecil was at the end of that season. We got invited to Milwaukee. Uh, I think Prince was might have been minor league player of the year. A few of us got to go up there, and that was the first time I got a chance to to like actually meet Cecil. He he wasn't there uh, at least by the time I I had gotten there. I think he might have came around a, a little earlier in the season, but I didn't see him until that point. But that whole I guess now we turn it back to clock tone. That but that whole group you know with 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 Prince and 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 Billy Hall and and. Hart and Hart, I mean, Hardy, J.J., I mean, that that was really when people started talking about the Brewers. I think that's when they started building that team really around those guys. Yeah, it was a wave. I mean, you had the, the Hardy, Hart, Paul kind of, those guys were all kind of in one batch. And then you had myself, uh, Ricky Weeks, yeah. Prince Fielder, Manny Parra. I mean, you kind of had that next little wave coming behind and if you hit on enough of those guys you got yourself a pretty good team and then that was followed by Braun and Yavani Gallardo and so you had like about three waves that kind of came through all at the same time and that's how you you turn an organization around. No you're right and I think at the end of the day probably what you were missing is just the pitching probably wasn't as good as they needed to be with that group of guys. Right yeah I, I think you're absolutely right I mean we would end up going to get a guy like Cece uh, to to kind of fill the void there. But had you had some of the the same type of starters that you had, position players come up, that run could have could have gone well, on 
you know, maybe a little bit longer. Give you guys this rotation and the back end of this bullpen, oh and you guys may have won multiple World Series. <laughs> no doubt. We've already seen uh, – the Padres have already seen this, this, this team once, and, uh, and they were without, you know, their closer at the time. So – um, this this is a good start. This is a good start in rotation and bullpen, to say the least. What 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 happened? We're we'll gonna talk more about the Padres, Brewers, Padres tonight at American Family Field, talking with Tony Gwynn Jr., Odyssey MLB Insider, Padres Radio Analyst, and former Milwaukee Brewer Gary Ellerson. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh, what about Robinson Cano? Like you know, he gets released. Padres take a flyer on him, and now I see earlier today uh, that they've decided to move on from Robinson Cano. He's thirty nine. Uh, when I was reading the piece I read earlier today, it looks like his exit velocity off of his bat has dropped two, three miles per hour. What was your take on Cano while he was in San Diego? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think, you know, this game is ultimately about production. And for an offense that's really struggling to put up runs, um, can you hold a spot down for a guy who, who just hasn't been productive? I mean, he was so good in the clubhouse to, to everybody. I mean, there's definitely a presence that he has when he's in that locker room. Guys flock to him, and he was a, a willing participant in, you know, passing down whatever knowledge he has. But, you know, we're, this is a business of, of winning baseball games and, and being productive. And, uh, unfortunately, um, he, he just didn't get going. I think three for 33, three for 34, something along those lines, and then stay here with the Padres in. Um, when you have some guys in the minor leagues who are swinging the bat well, um, they won't really cost you nothing to bring you up, bring them up. I, I think for an offense that's struggling, you're going to try to turn over every rock. And I think that's what this is. You, you know, Robinson just wasn't able to get be productive enough, and the Padres don't have a roster spot to hold down for a guy like that right now. What do you make of this Brewers team, Tony? I mean, it feels like here uh, in Milwaukee we, we still have a lot of questions. It feels like the people that the fans do, but still, I mean, you're looking at a team that's in the first place in their division and what I think they're in third place overall in the National League, but what, what do you think of this Brewers team? What are they missing? It, it's it, it's funny you say that because we're doing, I deal with the same thing in San Diego, right? It's, the team is, is playing well. They're stacking up wins, but there's always going to be questions. And I, I bet for folks here in Milwaukee, they, they remember going to the playoffs and being shut out. And that, to me, is where the question will remain until, uh, honestly, you get to the postseason again. I, I think this team is playing good enough to get there. They got the start in pitching. Now, they're in a little bit of a tough spot right now because they're missing two really good starters for it's going to be some significant time. So they're gonna, they are gonna they seem to have the guys in, in tow to be able to kind of hold the fort down. But offensively, will they continue to score runs um, is the question, and I think a lot of that is, is contingent on on which Yelich you're going to get. Right, he was right. A, uh, really the the driving force when this offense was at its peak. Um, can he get back to that level? He certainly seems to be healthier. I think that's a start, right? Having him in the lineup consistently is is where it starts at. But can this offense, you know, at least score enough to to make them a threat? Um, when you get to the end of the season, this part of the season, I think they'll be fine. But uh, I think those are fair questions to ask based on what we've seen from them the last couple of postseasons. Obviously, we talk about this Padres team. We know about Manny Machado. God knows Brewers fans know about Machado. Uh, we know about Tatis, obviously. 
Uh, we know about uh, the young guy, Mackenzie Gore, uh, and how good he is. Got him on my fantasy team. Uh, what about the offseason additions they made to try and improve uh, this team in the offseason? How, how, how have they worked out? They, they've worked out, you know, brilliantly, quite frankly. I mean, uh, Luke Voigt, who was traded here uh, during spring training, is starting to get going offensively. The rest of the, the, the additions were really on the pitching side, right? You, you bring in Nick Martinez, who not a lot of people knew, spent three years in Japan kind of honing his craft. He's been a, a nice addition. Uh, the Shamanaya trade during um, spring training has proven to be huge, right? Because um, what we do know in the course of the season, starting pitching gets hurt, and you got to have the depth. And last year, the Padres lacked depth there. At the end of the season, there, there were guys pitching this rotation that you, you wouldn't have imagined would be in the rotation, but because of injuries, they had to do it. And I think what A.J. Preller did was he prepared for that, at least on the pitching side this year. And so Padres have seven starters, and they're going to use those seven starters for the time being. But uh, Sean Manaya, Nick Martinez, Mackenzie Gore emerging, um, and then you have Joe Musgrove, who's having an all-star season better than all. He's having a Spy Young season right now, the way he's throwing the ball. You Darvish has, has been as good as normal with him. And, uh, and, and so you have a, a, a group of guys. Blake Snell's getting healthy. He had a great outing his last time out. So you have about seven guys that you can kind of mix and match. And um, I think for the time being, during points of the season, you'll see a seven-man rotation in different forms. It won't be seven straight up, but those additions have been huge. And it's a large part of why the Padres are where they are right now, considering they're without Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, have you ever thought that in today's baseball, you would be talking about having seven pitchers in a rotation? I mean, the Brewers in a in a similar situation right now, though they have some injuries, but they're in a similar situation right now, too, where they could, if, if everybody's healthy, they could have six or seven strong starters. Yeah, you know, I, did I think we'd ever be having this conversation? No, but what I do know from my own experience is that Guys go down all the time, and I think we always envision five starters. But even in your best rotations, guys are going to, you know, go down or they're going to need uh, 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 to skip a couple of starts. And so you got to have the depth in order to do that. And um, I, I think at least what you've seen on the Padres side is that um, at times they've gone five. And then those two other guys, it been McKenzie Gore and, and Nick Martinez, they've gone to the bullpen and they've done it flawlessly. They've pitched perfect out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as I said, through the course of the season, guys are going to have nicks. You're going to want to give guys a breather, you know. And, and and so having the extra starters, I think, although we didn't look at it like that maybe 10, 15 years ago, I think it's a better way to look at it. You don't necessarily have seven men in the rotation, but you got guys that can fill in and, and give you some spot starts or somebody gets hurt can fill into that and hold the fort down and, and you won't lose a whole bunch um, in terms of uh, what you're missing from the guys that you don't have. Uh, Tony, we only got like a minute left quickly. H- how is Bob Melvin doing? I've always been a Bob Melvin fan. I, I understood he went prostate, uh, underwent prostate surgery uh, back in May. How's he doing? Uh, he's fine. He, he came back after about a week and a half. He missed the first portion of our, of our three-city uh, uh, road trip, but he came back. He's been fine. Seems like he's doing a lot better. Just his presence on this ball club. Uh, I, I, I mean, you knew you heard a lot of great things about Bob Melvin uh, from afar when yep. he was in, in, in Oakland. 
but he has been tremendous for this team. And, and I think, you know, when you lose a guy like Fernando Tatis Jr., having somebody that just has his presence and his calmness goes a long way, and it's helped this ball club tremendously. I've always liked Bob Melvin. He was almost a Brewers manager back in the day, too. Uh, and I th- if I remember correctly, I think it was – I think they went – I think Bob Melvin took the job uh, in Oakland, and who yeah. ended up coming to Milwaukee in that place? Did we end up with Maka? Is that how that ended up going? Ended up, yes, we ended up with Mock. Yeah, we that's ended, how it ended up being. Did. Yeah, not that. I like, you hear, you hear what Tony said? Yeah, we. 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 Yeah, because he's yeah, a former Brewer yeah, outfielder. Man, I told you that when the interview started. Pay attention. <laughs> Pay attention, man. Tony Glenn Jr. I, I, was, I, I was in that locker room with Maka's Right. Up, so that's why. That yeah, was interesting to say the very least. Uh, Tony Gwen Jr., thanks to him for coming on. Thanks to Tim Allen for coming on as well uh, during the Wendy's Big Show earlier today. Coming up next, Rami Makhlouf, host of the Rami Show, coming up here in about 10 minutes. will join us and tell us what's coming up on his show straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Rami Makhlouf here for the Rami Show coming up at 3 o'clock. Sam Schmitz will be here as well. Good afternoon, Rami Makhlouf. Good afternoon, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. How are you this fine afternoon? Better now that we're talking. Yeah? You, yeah, 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 yeah. I just saw Toby's tweet that you told me about during the break. I didn't do that. I never said that. So this is what happened. So Toby Altizer, uh, who we all like, uh, he tweeted out uh, that he was watching Bart Winkler uh, do play-by-play on ESPN Plus of the Fond du Lac Northwoods team, which I did not know he was even doing play-by-play for the Fond du Lac Northwoods team. Yeah. Uh, and then he was on ESPN Plus today, so that's why he had the day off. Uh, he must have had to get ready for the game and prep and do whatever else you do. So that's why he was off. Okay, fine. Then I see the tweet come back later from Toby saying, this is why Rami thinks I'm a loser. I was like, dude, you're bullying Toby. What did Toby ever do to you? Like Bart, I like Bart, I I kind of understand. You both kind of go back and forth. Fine, but Toby is like the nicest guy in the world. All I said to Toby was, I'm concerned that his whole life is sports because he told me he's he's what he's watching every second of the NBA Finals. He watched the match last night. Perfect. He's. He's a sports talk radio guy, in case you forgot. That's what he does for a living. Yeah, I know. I know you forget sometimes what you do. But yes, that's that's what he's supposed to be doing. I've said before, I'm not not as big a sports fan as a lot of guys and girls in our industry. And I I I don't mind admitting that. But it really does seem like... And every time I see him, he's got a jersey. Like yep. it's always it's always a jersey Love with Toby. It. it does seem like his whole his whole existence yes. is sports. That's and I how think it was I, for me too. It's great. What's wrong with it, it? It's good to be well rounded. That's all. He's more well rounded than you could possibly know. Don't worry. Someday he'll be your boss, and then you'll be like, oh, that, all, that old he thing might, paid you're off. Right, you're right about that. Someday he might be. He, my boss someday he might be my boss and your boss. Sure. It but might happen. But is he well-rounded? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I don't care if he's well-rounded or not. Eventually, he, eventually, you know, he'll find his path in life and he'll take it. And right now, this is his path. Leave him alone. Go ahead. Now, what's on your show? I wasn't I wasn't picking on him. You don't have to tell me to leave him alone. Well, I, if he I, thinks I, that you think he's a loser, that's bullying. I expressed concern that he's not as well-rounded as he could be. Well, that's clearly all, now you're in his head. 
that he doesn't have other things in his life other than sports, interests, <sighs> hobbies, things of the sort. He's fine. He's going to turn him. around one day and his, his whole his whole life is going to be, you know, balls and jerseys and and, good. and games. Very you know? good. All good stuff. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Better than drugs, better than alcohol, better than anything why else you can come up with. Why are those the only options? Yeah, better than why all of that. Why are those the only options? J- just saying. <laughs> No, that's but that's that's a that's that's what they call a red herring. What do you want? Him to sit down and watch Netflix eight hours a night? Like, what is that going to get him? Eight that's hours, not going to get him anywhere. A few scripted series are are good. A little God, little, little fantasy, last time. you know what I mean? Oh my God. Little, whatever. Little another a hobby. There's the of, hey, you can go uh, on the internet and find fantasy. You don't have to it's not watch the type of Netflix. Fantasy I'm talking about, dude. I mean, like good stories on good storytelling uh, on television and scripted television. Pass. You know. No, I'm not interested. <laughs> no. Or or even like no. you've become more well-rounded. Like all these HGTV shows that yeah. you watch now and stuff like you American Idol. Like you yep. said at one point you were like 100% yes. sports. And eventually he'll find his way. He will, but just give him time. He, he he's got a lot of life left. He doesn't have until tomorrow. Well, he's got plenty it, of time. Maybe what it took was somebody bringing it to his attention. Yeah, a woman. That that, that that's, that's what that's, it that's what changed so, me. Obviously, that's all I did. That's all I did right. Bring it to his attention. That but, hey, Toby, maybe, maybe there could be things outside of sports in your world. But it doesn't have to be right now. That's all I I'm saying. Say right now, could be ten years. Could be twenty years. Might not I'm, ever happen. I'm you not don't know. To mentor. I'm not allowed to mentor you. No, man. no, you're not. No, <laughs> to answer that, no, I don't want you mentoring anybody. No, your dog. You mentor your dog. That's about the extent of the mentorship I expect from Robbie Makalov. In fact, when he hired me, <laughs> this ridiculous. is a totally true story that yes. I'm not making up. Sparky yeah. told me, "Hey, man, listen, you're going to meet a lot of great people in this industry and in this building. There are a lot of people with a lot of experience. That guy with the long hair, man, you steer clear." He's going to send you down the wrong path. You're going to wake mm-hmm. up a 40 year old man doing stand up sets at the Laughing Tap. By the way, can't wait to see that set you've got Featuring coming up, Rami. You. Featuring Tonight, yes. tomorrow, and Saturday. Five shows with John Caparulo. Get your tickets at laughingtap.com. Glad they pay for that. Uh, Rami, what do you have uh, coming up on your show at three? Coming up on the show today, Sparky, before I'm at the Laughing Tap tonight. And again, you can get your tickets at laughingtap.com. I'm going to turn your mic off in two seconds. Get to it. Uh, we'll uh, talk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.